Hey, everybody, welcome in. It's The Wrap. Tom Mazzaway and Clarence Black. It's another day, another dollar here. Another quarantine is almost over here. So uh, welcome in. Doesn't it feel over? People have given up on this. There's no quarantine. I think everybody has said, like, I'm I'm done. Anyway, we're live from the Jim Reels friendly Chrysler Jeep Studios in Farmington. It's all good, man. All right, so listen, before I tell you about the weekend, because, like, my baby got your baby back playing, or she practicing? She practices tonight, first time. So listen, man. She's been pitching, though. She's been out pitching. Well, listen, dude. So this past weekend in Toledo, my kid played, and I just thought it was going to be, like, they just jumped right in. Like, no practicing, just just right to a tournament. Wow. And it was rough, man. Like, some of the kids, but... It was also good too to just the weather was great and to have the kids back at it. As long as everyone's just, on the same playing field, yeah, no one's really had a lot of practice. No. Probably. I mean, and some of them you can just tell, like man, they just they're dialed in. They've been hitting off a tee, sure. and like you know, just you can kind of tell though the pitchers all are off. Like you know, they're way off. So, but it was good, man. It's good to have them all back and just the you know the smell. Baseball is like. And I forget who was saying it, like one of our guests, but it is. There's a smell to it. And it doesn't almost doesn't matter where you are. Like you could be a big league game, you could be a college, high school, little league. There's just something there's a smell to the game. And I don't know what it is. Maybe that's the equipment or the just the field or just something. So, you know, as soon as we were kind of pulling up, man, it's like the freshly cut grass and mm-hmm. just the, the dirt. And when the I see heat. when I'm walking around the neighborhood and I see some grass cut way low, it, yeah. it, I'm like, man. I could play ball on that. I want to lay on that grass. So this it's time, man. Yeah, it's time yeah. just to get out there. And you know you still love being be a parent, smart, man. You still love be smart. Yeah, still be smart. But it but was. But there's no one being smart right now. I have news for you because I saw no, yesterday. No, everybody's being. I've seen no. patios. Oh, bro, it's, it's restaurant are, patios. It's it's over. People are done. They're done. And I think at this point now, it, and and I I heard it. Somebody said, look, it's all about it's all about your level of risk. Like, what level of risk are you willing, you individually willing to um, to assume, you know, and I talked to a uh, one of our local high school principals and I just kind of I just feeling him out. And he says, man, I, I, he said, but the way we're doing right now in June, unless we get some crazy second wave from mm-hmm. all of the we're going to be okay. And he's like, look, the protests and everything else. He's like, if we if we go into August 1st and we haven't gotten hit yet with a second wave, he's like, I think you're going to end up you're going to end up with high school football. You may end up still, though, high school football with fans, with fans, spread only out family and friends. He's like, you're not going to get Friday Night Lights for a while. but I bet you you get it in Texas. No, you'll get it in Texas. Yeah. 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 That's not. You're not. I mean, that's an economic. You know what? You might be, uh, there might be just people, when you walk into the stadium, there might be someone with a piece of paper. Yeah. And you're going to sign this and say, we have no responsibility. If you get it, you get it. You will. I think you will. And I think you're going to find that's going to probably be on, you're going to find that on tickets. I think when you you already do yeah well and you mentioned I yeah. I forgot about that I like I I getting hit with a foul ball and yeah all that. and that's I, not my problem I I never knew that and when you said that I was like wait a minute like it just and I was like oh yeah you you because I kept trying to figure out why people were suing Major League Baseball when the ticket basically says like yo you're here at your own you're risk. on your own um, but no man it's just I'm I'm I hate to use the word excited because I know we're in the middle of all kind of crazy shit but. It's just, man, it just felt good to – and look, man, I'm a parent. It felt good to just see my kid play. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Man. But, you know, there's a part of me that is a little bit nervous. I know. I, not, you know, not a lot because I'm not, you, you I'm not be. that kind of guy. I know. I know. But you you should be. 
And you should be. And look, man, we I, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know when it's going to happen. I know there's going to be a second wave of this stuff. There always is a second wave of this stuff historically, if you take the history of it. But I think that with everything else going on, I think you got to get people out. You got to get people. You, you man, I, I you just you got to get some positivity back. And all the parents, we all agree. I mean, we the one thing I'll say, man, there were a lot of conversations with a lot of parents, and we all kind of said the same thing, which is we all were inside, we all quarantined. Like, at what point do you just say we got to fight back too? Which is kind of the you know a little bit of the the herd immunity or whatever it is you want to call it, but it's like. You know, just be active, go about your business, be smart, be what's, smart. What's being smart mean now? I, man, I don't. I mean, well, I, I just showed you. So there were restaurants no handshakes. open. Hey, no handshakes. There were no handshakes. Parents saw each other. Some of us hugged. Some of us kind of just elbowed. Um, there were no masks. There were a few kids wearing masks. Um, one of the rules they had though, which was interesting, was they said no seeds, no gum, no spitting, no gum. Um, no gum, no seeds, no spitting, no. And I don't know if that's just because of the that that action of opening and closing and chewing and well, spitting, man. You know, you're yeah, it's coming out of your mouth. And, and I, I, yes, and I, I, I don't pretend to completely understand it. There was no vendors, so no food. There was no. What has been interesting though is, and I was thinking about this, man. Is I've seen ice cream trucks going around. I would think there would be a heavy premium on. That's one of the things I told the kids. I'm like, it's gonna be a minute. Why? They're already wrapped. You know, I I don't know, man. Just kind of the. We're not talking Mr. Softy here in Jersey that they pour. You know, the the ice cream. Yeah, I know, man. This is a good humor bar, brother. I'm not telling you it makes sense. Chocolate eclair, strawberry shortcake. (laughs) I'm not saying it makes sense. Toasted almond. I'm not saying it makes sense, man. I'm just saying it is one of those things of just like, you know, um, buddy of mine, buddy of mine, uh, Chris, man, he's uh, he's a finance guy in uh, in New York, your place, right? Yeah. And I asked him, I said, man, what's going on with the hot dog guys? And he was like, dude, I haven't really even thought about doing it. And I'm like, really? He goes, yeah, I hate to say it, man. He's like, I just haven't even. And he's like, he was a faithful, like, he's from Chicago. Yeah. And he was like, he's like, man, I had a guy literally was my Chicago dog guy. I had a little stand and he's like, man, I just I'm like my he's like, I'm just so out of that, you know. And he just said, man, man the world's gonna change. And it, and it is, man, the world so is going so to change. So you think the hot dog man is gonna be gone? I think the hot dog man's gonna have a tough time getting Out of New people York. to the Sabrek guy will live in New York. <laughs> I promise you. But you don't think we he's don't, gonna we call listen. him, right? We call him dirty water dog. Okay, but we do already you, expect them to be dirty. Dude, but come on. You really think that guy's gonna have a you think he's gonna get a drop? <laughs> what do you so, all right, so listen, it's a whole separate kind of, what do you get on your what do you get on your on your dog? I want to It I'm depends what you. kind of hot dog are we talking. That's my boy. Yeah. That's that's the right answer. Yeah. Different dog, different stuff. What, is, what, do you, what do you put the kraut and mustard on? Kraut mustard, I put on a New York hot dog. New you know, York fresh goodness. out of the uh, yes. out of the steamer. Yes, comes out of that dirty water. Yes. Put it on. Put the. Some, I even like the red onions, the red onion sauce, which you don't really know about. Listen, no, I don't. Rob Parker did Get his dogs like that because he was a big Sabrek guy. What? He had yeah, he had sporty dog. That's sporty dogs. Bro, he put them listen, all star dogs. Listen, I'm putting it out right now. Yeah, that's the show we do. We just go around and eat. Well. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, look who's on the screen with us. 
Oh, there he is. Not only that, Rod Allen, Rod the Bod, is with us here. Former major leaguer, of course, with the Tigers. And, uh, of course, uh, he broadcast games here on Fox Sports Detroit for a long time. We miss him. Rod Allen joins us from AZ. What's up, Rod? Hey, what's going on, fellas? How you guys doing today? Good. Good to see you, man. Hey, they've been they've been replaying the hell too. out of your games. It's like you never left, man. This is crazy. Yeah. We're watching you again <laughs> I'm tonight. Like, Damn. <laughs> yeah, I've heard from a lot of people, uh, uh, you know, commenting on you know just how much fun we had uh, uh, back in those days. From you know the time that I was there, of course, until you know Leland left, even Brad's first year. I mean, it was some outstanding baseball. So I was just a small part of it, man, and I had so much fun. Looks like we got you. Uh, and if you watched the Batman '66 back in the day with Adam West, Mister Freeze, he would have this little button, and he would push the button, and the it would freeze up a piece at a time, or it would heat up a piece of the floor at a time. Looks like we have you in that little letterbox uh, version of you. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it looks that way. I'm in my uh, in my basement. <laughs> I don't know how to. To expand this at all, but that's okay. Uh, Just stay in that. Just stay in that rectangle. You're fine, man. Rod Allen joins us. Uh, Fox Sports Detroit's own. I can get it bigger. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Hey, Rod, Rod. So listen, my kid. Uh, my my kid. He's he's 14. You. Uh, this weekend we were in Toledo and they were playing, and I was telling Maz, man, that it there. It is. There's this crazy like baseball is the one sport you can measure it almost by the smell. So it's a silly question, but what what is your favorite baseball smell? It's got to be the grass, you know, yes. the grass, uh, spring training. I mean, just, uh, you know, when you get there, you get a chance to see everybody. You get a chance to see the people you haven't seen in quite some time. But then you go out there and you smell that grass and, and then you, you, you understand that baseball is back. So uh, that's my smell is that baseball. I mean, that grass. Well, speaking of that, when is baseball going to come back? I mean, can they be this stupid? And I mean, what do you think, Rod? <laughs> no, I think we're going to get some baseball. I mean, I think the latest proposal uh, presented to the players yesterday by uh, the owners, you know, 76 games, uh, 75% prorated salary, 50% uh, you'll get during the course of the season. Of course, if there's no postseason, uh, the owners don't want to commit to the other 25%. Of course, the players have drawn a line in the sand. They pretty much want all their money. So it's just unfortunate, really, guys. I mean, especially what we're going through in our country with uh, the pandemic uh, and now the unfortunate death of George Floyd and, and all the protesting. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's so many things that, that baseball could heal right now. Unfortunately, yep. dollars and cents are involved. Uh, and there's so many other parameters, man. I mean, there's the health issues and, you know, Major League Baseball wanting them to sign waivers just in case something happens. And, uh, there's so many layers to this thing, but at the bottom line is, you know, basketball is going to play, uh, hockey's going to play, and I think baseball is missing and missed a golden opportunity to really be the first ones out in front to to help uh, heal our country from, you know, 2020. 2020's been a beast. Rod, of course, with the George Floyd and the protest, and we've seen athletes uh, near and far come out and and really calling for unity, but also for change. So as someone that, you know, looking at the era that, that you came up in, if, if there's going to be some type of, you know, quote-unquote change that needs to happen, you know, in baseball in terms of, of upping that diversity, where where do you see it? Just from your 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 perspective, where where is it you want to see baseball really make that change for more inclusion? Well, I think uh, Theo Epstein, you know, said it best yesterday, and he was talking about himself, and he talked about some of his hiring practices, and 
you know, he has tended to hire the same type of people that look like him that went to the same types of schools uh, that he went to, which is an Ivy League school. And I think that's what we've fallen to a lot of in professional baseball. You have a lot of guys that have gone to really good schools. And then when they tend to hire people, they want to hire somebody as smart as them or smarter. And unfortunately, there's a lot of uh, African-American or, you know, darker skinned uh, uh, Americans that haven't gone to those Ivy League schools that really do have a lot to offer in baseball, just not maybe from an analytical standpoint, but most definitely from the standpoint of being upstairs, the brain. Uh, but, you know, I think it starts there. I think it starts with front offices uh, making a commitment to to giving guys an opportunity. There's so many great guys in baseball that are out of the game right now for one reason or another uh, that deserve to be in the game. And let's just hope that this starts the dialogue of those that want to get back in the game of having an opportunity to at least uh, try to do that. How do you take it for the other sports too, Rod? Let's say football in general. Football's come out and what's it started with Colin Kaepernick taking a knee in peace and he was basically blackballed out of the league. Now all of a sudden he's the hot name again. But it's too late for him to restart his career probably and he's probably doesn't want to play football anymore. But there's going to be more Colin Kaepernick's than than not going forward. Do you think the national anthem is the time to kneel down? And if so, do you think they should even play the national anthem anymore? You know, I think Colin Kaepernick has probably served his purpose now. I don't know whether he's going to come back and play or not. The answer yeah. to your first question, uh, being out of the league for four years is a long time, especially to come back and play that position. Uh, but if he's athletic enough, who knows? He might be a receiver or something like that, just stretching it a little bit there. Uh, but when you start talking about, you know, protesting, uh, I think what the National Football League is going to allow guys to do is protest quietly. If they want to take a knee, I have absolutely no problem with guys taking a knee. Uh, that's my stance on it. It's not about the flag. It never has been about the flag. Uh, yes, I do think they should still play the national anthem for uh, those of us that stand during the course of the national anthem. I just think it, uh, Kaepernick, what he did four years ago, is now being addressed in our country he doesn't really have to say a whole lot more. Uh, you got everybody else kneeling now, man. You got people, police officers kneeling. You got protesters right. across the country that are now kneeling, uh, asking for for justice. You know, for you know, you know, men of color. You know, so I, I think his purpose has been served. Although I know he's not going to stop. Uh, there's got a lot of people that are going to be talking about Kaepernick forever. Don't you think this is going to cause more problems? Because let's face it, there's going to be half the team or three quarters of the team will be kneeling. But the guys that aren't kneeling, there's going to be hard feelings. I could see people in the stands. Hey, look, I'm a peaceful, loving man. I really, and this is the guy's honest truth, I'll stand for the national anthem. And if I see the guy next to me not standing, I take no offense to him. I never did. And I won't going forward. But there are people that will. I, I just don't like the idea of having to go into a place where I want to enjoy myself. And now there's going to be people that want to fight all of a sudden. And I, I don't want that. No, I think the conversation, Maz, that is being taken uh, across the country and being spoken up across the country is going to uh, resonate. I don't think, uh, you know, you're going to have to have this conversation much more. I think coming out of the pandemic, coming out of the, you know, COVID-19, you know, people have lost jobs. People don't have jobs. People on unemployment. People have lost loved ones. 
I think people, if they don't, uh, and, and I know this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to start looking toward the future and trying to be the best mm -hmm. that I could be and not concern myself with what other people are doing, what other people are thinking, uh, because as you can see, it could all be taken from any of us in a moment. So I think everybody moving forward ought to try to enjoy themselves and not get caught up who wants to kneel, who wants to stand, and what other people want to do. I think it's time for people to really hunker down and start taking care of themselves. Former Tiger world champion and, of course, former Tiger uh, analyst Rod Allen joins us. Rod is I don't know why that – why is that red thing in here? I don't know. Is that, <laughs> that unusual, that screen up there? That, is it unusual, that little red thing up there or what? I, we're not seeing it. We're yeah, only seeing we you. See you. We're only seeing you. You're looking oh, good. Okay. Right. I, I want to try to get in a rectangle myself. It'll thin gonna, me out. I was going to – I was gonna. <laughs> that's why I did. That's why. I See, did. I'm going. I'm gonna go like this. I want to be thin. In a box. I want to be thin. Hey, but 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 on a real <laughs> note, guys. I mean, I you know, I just think it's a long overdue conversation, and, and I think all the teams. Uh, I think baseball, football. I mean, everybody has come out and said that they're going to make a conscious effort of, you know, understanding that you know it has been difficult for men of color for a long, long time, yes. and they're going to try to make it easier. And that doesn't mean that the men of color need to expect anything for free. Just go out and continue to earn what you've earned. And, you know, as I said to you before, I, I really do believe because there's been so many things that have gone on in 2020. Uh, you've got to be your best you coming out of this in some way or form. I mean, you just really do. You have to look at it that way. And that's my opinion. Rod, there's no I mean, look, kids, kids make choices. I mean, that's that's the beauty. I've got four of them and I, I deal with it every day. Good and good ones and bad ones. But in terms of what. I think it comes back to opportunity. I was talking to a few um, coaches, you know, yesterday or over the weekend at, at my son's tournament, and they were just saying, like, man, there are so many great athletes in the inner cities, but trying to get them to play to play baseball is just so difficult when Major League Baseball promotes just it doesn't promote its stars. I mean, Mike Trout is a guy walk down the street; people may not know him. How do how do we get in and cult? I know and people have tried so many things. What is your answer to being able to cultivate more and get more inner city kids into baseball? I know the old school answer to that, Clarence, is the fact that uh, when I grew up, and I know many of my guys, my peers that I played with, our parents were involved in baseball. Our parents like baseball. Our parents took us to baseball games. Our parents took us to little league games. I think first and foremost, it starts with the parents. Uh, being engaged with the sport and wanting to teach their kid that sport. And then from there, uh, you try to find the best opportunities for your kids to get better at it, whether it be Little League, whether it be travel ball, which is very difficult these days. But I understand they have, uh, you know, they have academies all over the country now, right. Kansas City, L.A. It's expensive. I believe they yeah. have one in Detroit if they don't have one. Those, not those, this is a different kind of academy. These are, you know, run by Major League Baseball where they make it affordable. Uh, for the uh, for, for, for kids of color or kids that don't have the means to play in the travel ball like some of the other kids can do. And I think from there, you just start playing the game. I think you have to get out. You know, you have scouts have to go back to the inner city. But first, the African-American kids and kids of color or whatever the case may be need to need to play the game. I think that's where it lies. I think the parents have to be involved and they have to get the kids out there to play. And then Major League Baseball and baseball has to make the game a little bit more fun for the kids. I've heard so many kids say the game is boring. I don't think that way. I've never thought that no. way. But you have a generation of young kids now that think that baseball is boring and it's tough to even get kids to watch the game of baseball. They're on their phones doing all sorts of yeah. things on the Internet and playing games. They'd much rather not play baseball because they really haven't been introduced to the game. But it's a fabulous game as far as I'm concerned, uh, the best of all the games. Look who's taking over the game. The Koreans, the yeah. Japanese, the Chinese. <laughs> they, live, they live for this game that we love. 
And what do you mean by taking over the game? I mean that they're teaching the game more. More, I think most most of their young are playing baseball. That's yeah. their sport. That is they like, off. yeah, they've taken they've taken over. Like it's America's pastime. I don't think it is anymore. That I just well, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if they have the same options as we have. I mean, because we got guys that are playing football. We got guys that are playing basketball. Yeah. We got guys that are running track. I mean, we have lots of athletes that are doing other things. And I and I played over in Japan, and you know, I saw some people playing soccer. But if they weren't playing soccer. Uh, they were playing baseball. I didn't see many uh, game football games going on. So uh, they kind of do what their culture has uh, provided for them. And, and as far as them teaching the game, as you're absolutely right. Uh, when I played over in Japan for three years, uh, from a fundamental standpoint, uh, they taught their players fundamentals. Uh, you don't see Japanese players making, uh, you know, spectacular plays because they're always doing things the conventional way. Catch the ball with two hands, get in front of everything. Whereas we in the States, we don't necessarily teach that way anymore. We're more analytical, for one. We know we're athletic and talented, but we're more of placing guys in certain positions and different things like that. We teach the game a different way. We're all being we're all being taught the game, just the Japanese teaching it in a totally different way than we teach it here. Rod, who do you look at? I mean, let's face it. I mean, this generation they like star power. When you as you look around the game, who who do you look at in terms of on the field, off the field charisma? I mean, who can be for for young black kids, who can be their LeBron? I mean, is it is it is it Okuna Jr. out of Atlanta? I mean, who who is the guy that, that baseball can put out there and and say like, hey, here you here you go? Because in AAU, I mean, you got a line of kids with basketballs that are outside pretending to be LeBron. You know, if you're out there selling this thing, I mean, who do you tell the black kids when you want to put 15 kids in a van and 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 drive them to Toledo for the weekend? What are you what dreams are you selling them? Right, right. You know, that's a that's a great question. And and it's caused me to sit here and ponder and think. And my answer to that is uh, you don't have to be a superstar. You don't have to be a Mike Trout to get the kids to uh, want to come to the ballpark. And I'll give you an example of a guy like Nico Goodrum there in Detroit. Uh, Nico Goodrum is an outstanding citizen who has gotten a chance to play the game in the major leagues, and he has taken full advantage of that. He's out in the communities, just like Curtis Granderson was. Yeah, that's, out that's the, the guy I thought doing of. Doing different things like that. He's doing things at Christmas parties. Uh, he's, he, he's doing a lot of things for the organization. So that's where the kids are. The kids are on social media. Uh, so I don't necessarily, I'm sure there's some African-American guys or a lot of guys in the game of baseball where you might want to put five or six guys in a van and you want to go watch that particular player play the game of baseball. You have the Okuna Juniors. I mean, you have the Lindors of the world. You've got spectacular players, but the guys that I think the kids want to gravitate to are also those kids that they can relate to, you know, the kids that maybe come from their communities and different things like that. So I think that's the answer to that question. Rod Allen joins us, uh, former Tiger, of course, from the 84 championship, which you could be watching all week this week on Fox right. Sports Detroit. <laughs> and, of course, Rod calling games here for us uh, as an analyst for years. Have they had a lot of games, on, have they had a lot of games on this week? Oh, yeah, this yeah. week this week they're back to 84 again. Yeah. I just got finished last oh, week with okay. the 71 All-Star game from Tiger Stadium. I can't wow. get enough of watching that game. So many Hall of there Famers so many Hall of in Famers. that game. Yeah. Oh, my God. To see Roberto Clemente hit – and he hit a home run in that game. He he like jumped at a ball. Like he jumped. I, I I never seen a guy hit like him. He he jumped off his front foot with his back foot in the air, and he hits a home run. You know, three hundred and fifty feet. Three hundred. It's unbelievable. He was unbelievable to me. And he was my guy growing up as a kid. He was my first true love 
in baseball. Who was who was your guy, Rod? Uh, you know, I grew out west, grew up out west. You know, I was a Dodgers fan, and, and I can honestly say that the guy that I enjoyed watching the most when I was a young kid going to the Dodgers games was Willie Davis uh, in oh. center field. Number he three, was in that game. He would hit those. Tri- he was hit those triples, yep. and once he get the first base, his hat would fly off, and he had those long <laughs> strides. And he played center field, and just the way that he carried himself, uh, I was a huge, huge, huge Willie Davis fan. Uh. But I'll take it a step further. My favorite team were the Pittsburgh Pirates because oh, when they yeah. rolled into town. Oh yeah, I mean they had men of color. I mean they had a dark team, and I was a man, a, a boy, you know, African American young kid growing up in California, and that Amen. was a team that had a lot of people on that looked just like me. So that uh. Pittsburgh Pirates team. Uh, was team that I love with Stargell and Marino and and Dave Parker and Madlock and Stinnett and Mar- Mar- you know just so Sanguine. many guys off that team yeah. were yeah <laughs> tremendous players man God I remember how about you days. how about you Clarence who was your favorite player growing up I had, what I lit had, it up for you I had three man I had three yeah. I was a I was a lefty uh, so a bat left through right and my my three guys man Daryl Strawberry because he was tall ah. and I was tall. And I was a t- I was a tiger, so it was uh, Lou and Kurt because uh-huh. they're both again both lefties, and I, I didn't think anything was as sweet as Lou Whitaker's swing. Lou Whitaker was almost like just dance, like he just was just smooth. Even his little <laughs> his just at the batter's box, and then Ken Griffey Jr. Man, those are uh-huh. my those are my three guys, man, all lefties. That's awesome. Hey Rod, thanks a million, man. Good catching up with you. We we'll look forward to doing a show with you in the future here. I'm looking forward to it. We got to get busy. We got to get some baseball back so we can we get do. some entertain, entertaining guests. That. And, and uh, you know, hopefully our, our country can start to heal a little bit better and everybody can start to feel better about themselves and get back to a little bit normal. Sounds great, Rod. Stay in touch, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right, buddy. See you later. Uh, Rod Allen joins us, of course, here. We're going to hope to have him on uh, with us going forward, the Rod Allen Show. We haven't really come up with a name for it yet, but we will. <laughs> Clarence, uh, good seeing you again. You too, Stay man. tuned. we yeah. got a, another special guest coming in the studio here in just a couple of minutes. Thanks to Dave Angel and Stevie Mack for helping are us put we, this together. Are we together. about to play to the buzzer? We're going to play to the buzzer. Yeah, baby. Our, our next show with the little boy coming yeah, up baby. here. It's the wrap. Tom Mazzaway and Clarence Black on NRM Streamcast.